everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and today I am going to be sharing with you my top three things that mm, resellers don't talk about, but we're going to do it from my perspective. Top three things that we tend to keep to ourselves, we don't really share with the community, and uh, probably always keep it that way. <laughs> uh, but this is to all of my newbies, all of our new reseller friends who listen to this podcast don't want you to feel alone in this. I don't want you to feel like everyone's doing it a certain way and it's successful and what I'm doing isn't working. This is for you to give you a little peace of mind. So sit back and we will see you at the table. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. So I've had like these different ideas and things going through my mind of reflecting on my journey of reselling from the beginning to where I am now. And I've realized we haven't really done an episode for all of those who listen, who are newer in this reselling journey. Um, We've touched on topics here and there, but I feel like a lot of our content as of late has really spoken to our audience who has been reselling for a long time. So I don't want to forget about those who are just starting out or have been doing it left and came back. Whatever the case may be, you maybe fall into a newer category of a newbie reseller, right? Someone who is dabbling or getting their feet wet and feeling either a little lost or confused as to how all of these people out there are able to do all of these things and you feel like you are just struggling or nothing makes sense. Or I guess this could go for a reseller who's been doing this for a while and just feels like they're in, they're just lost. They don't know what to do. So as I've been reflecting, um, I would say one of the the things that I've realized is the further I've gone along in my journey, the less I have shared with the community. And maybe that's because the more experience you gain, um, you tend to keep a few things close to the chest, right? You don't want everything to be out there for everyone to know. Um, You get a little selfish with it. I feel like when you are in your beginning stages and you're seeing success, you're more apt to mm, put it out there, whether it's on social media or with other reselling friends that you have in the community. You just feel more comfortable sharing that information. Uh, or it's not really bragging rights. I don't want to say bragging, but like a, a little bit of a brag, a little bit of like a, hey, look what I did or look what I found or whatever, right? So we all go through those phases in our reselling journey. Um, so if you're a newbie out there and you just started getting into reselling and you're excited about what you've been finding, and you're excited about a new source that you found out there, by all means, boast, brag and put it out there. Um, because it's part of the journey. Don't feel like you have to hide it, you know, if you're, especially if you're excited about it, because other people in the community will be excited for you as well. Um, but I, that's definitely one thing that I noticed is that I've pulled away big time from sharing things. And maybe it's just to the masses on social media itself. I've distanced myself from social media in terms of like the Instagram reselling community and YouTube. Um, I definitely share things with our group, with Thrifters Villa's um, Patreon group and then the Discord and stuff. Uh, I definitely share more openly with those members. Uh, And I share things on this podcast as well, but I do notice that I hold back a little bit. Um, So 
what's something that I definitely hold back on? Um, and I think the first thing is I don't talk about any of my sourcing, um, whether it's strategy, whether it's where I go, whether it's what I find. I feel like when you first get into this community, that's a lot of what you're doing. You're sharing your finds, you're sharing where you went, maybe not necessarily lo location, but the store, right? Which, which stores you're going to. Um, I don't put out there when I'm sourcing. I don't really do anything unless I find something so amazing that I can't help but like put it in a story because we all have those moments when you find that one really great piece and you're like, look at this. This is unbelievable. I can't believe I even found this. Um, so I have done a little reflecting and I think the reason why I stopped is, oh, there's two reasons. One is I noticed that a lot of people who are um, either local to me or uh, maybe live in surrounding areas tend to want to find out where you are. And that's fine because I'm guilty of that too. You see someone post something, you're like, mm, I know that store. Um, and that has nothing to do, like this is, I, I don't care if people do that. Like I, I personally um, decided to just pull away from that. I don't care if people know where I went but I also don't trust the internet. <laughs> so, uh, especially with a baby coming and everything, I just had to change my mindset on it. Um, there's a lot of people who, whether it's innocently or because they really want to know, will comment and say, so what's the best place to go to where you live? And they'll name a town near where you live or something. Um, respectfully. Please don't do that. Uh, we work very hard as sellers to keep that information as close to ourselves as we can. We don't, we don't want all the competition, right? Let's be fair here. You know, some competition is fine, but when you all start showing up at our places and the competition becomes fierce, it gets much harder for us to source and do the things that we need to do. So, uh, that, <laughs> That definitely came into play, I'd say, year two, maybe year three. And maybe it was because I was putting myself out there more on social media. The podcast was growing. Um, we were definitely in a big growth phase at that point. Uh, the YouTube channel started. So there were a lot of factors that contributed to that. And it really just made me second guess uh, what I was doing. I didn't care as much if people knew that I was at the New Hampshire bins or, uh, if, or if I'm in Boston sourcing because it's not close to home. <laughs> so, I mean, it is, but it's, but it's not, you know, it, it's miles away from my home. So I felt okay with that. Um, and I think if you're new and you're like, I just don't know where to go. And my only source is to follow you people with experience, but no one's really given anything up. I hear you. That's how it was for all of us. It started out too. Uh, the only way that you learn what places work for you is going to all the places. You need to adventure out past a 20 mile radius. Um, don't just stick to what's close to home unless you don't have the ability to go past a certain radius. Um, I give myself between 100 and 150 miles. 
and I just try out different stores and I go to different outlets and I uh, go to different consignment stores and, you know, I make trips out of it. And they're just day trips because I still stay in New England. I'm not going outside of New England and we're small out here. So it doesn't, you know, I can go to New Hampshire for the day and come back. Um, so I, I think that's probably one of the most important lessons that every reseller learns is if you stay where you've always been, you're not going to progress as much because you're limiting your sources. Um, and the same goes for online sourcing, same goes for um, buy, sell, trade. So you have to you, you have to figure out where you kind of fit in the sourcing realm and where you're comfortable going or doing, right? Because online sourcing is a thing that you do. Um, you have to dedicate time to that. You'll figure out what works for you. Um, but if you see more seasoned sellers not sharing it, or in the case of like liquidation, no one shares the liquidation source, unless it's like one of those brands that um, does the boxes, not too many people dive into those, but, oh, excuse me, oh, pregnancy, tired. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that, I think as an, as someone who's newer in the community, it can be a little discouraging because you want someone to give you that information. And sometimes people will. Um, I know I have, but the more that I'm invested in the game, I've been doing this in 2008. Well, before 2018, but as a business, 2018, we'll say. So we're going on six years. Um, I, I definitely am more likely to not say a word <laughs> than say anything at all. Um, and it's just, it's nothing personal, guys. It's, it is very difficult in today's realm of reselling to be able to find the brands I need to find and get it the cost of goods I need to get it at in the time frame that I need it's just, it's much more difficult. There are more people out there doing this and there are so many resources online that the people who are coming in now have done their research and they are starting off way better than I ever did in 2018. There's just so many more resources out there and opportunities. Um, not that they didn't exist when I started, they were there, but there's so much of it on like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. It's just people have produced so much content since 2019, 2020 that it's become more mainstream. It's just the way that it is. And a lot of people need a second job or a, you know, quote unquote side hustle. And their way of doing that a lot of times is reselling. So I think the landscape has changed a little bit, which is why for me, and I'm sure others who are seasoned, um, can agree, we don't want to share <laughs> where we're going or what we're doing or what websites we're going on, unless you're a real close friend and we want to share it with you, um, just because it's gotten so much harder. So in retrospect, I would love to continue sharing where I'm going. And I will tell you guys after the fact, <laughs> if I went to Boston or if I went to the bins, or if I went to a specific consignment store in another area, yeah, I'll probably still do it to an extent, um, but not in the same capacity that I ever was in the beginning. And I think that's one thing that 
a lot of us seasoned people will say is like, as much as we can keep to ourselves so that we can be successful, we're going to do that. Um, again, maybe a little selfish, but also we worked real hard to get to where we are and you don't see other entrepreneurs out there or small business owners giving out all their secrets as to where they get their product, right? Or how they're making their product. Uh, so it kind of falls into the same boat. So that's the first thing. The second thing that resellers generally will not tell you, and it's truly what their process is when they come home from sourcing or when they receive a box of items if they purchase things online. There's the general things that we'll talk about, like inventorying your item and looking it over, making sure that everything is good and, you know, uh, putting down your cost of goods. I mean, the like the generic stuff, right? But do all of us go into extreme detail as to what our, like, what does our day-to-day -day actually look like? Because I can tell you, Sometimes we make it seem real nice and organized and like we've got it all put together, but I've got two bags filled of things that I've picked up over the last month because I'm trying to stockpile a little bit to then photograph and have stuff until I'd say May probably. Um, it's still sitting there. I have not touched it. I have put it into inventory and it's just going to sit in those two bags until further notice. Um, I will not be steaming them. I will not be measuring them. The items that had to be washed were washed. I did do that. The bins items I did wash. Um, but I don't do half the crap <laughs> that all the resellers out there say that they do. Good on you if you still do it. But let me tell you, life gets in the way and you learn to chip at certain processes. You learn to take certain things away so that you create more time for other aspects of life that you want. So maybe it's outside of reselling. Maybe you need to cut down your process. You're not going to measure unless it's like a vintage item or something that specifically needs measurements. Everything else is if someone asks, fine, you'll measure or you ignore it because I do that too. Um, maybe it's you don't steam unless it's critical. 911 absolutely have to steam because it's a disaster. Uh, that's also me. I do not steam unless I have to, and then it will sit on the rack until one day I get tired of looking at it, and then I finally steam it and steam the other seven or eight items that have been hanging there because I don't want to do it. Uh, same goes with mending. I don't pick up anything that needs to be mended anymore, so that's completely off my list. Uh, but if you have to mend things, they sit for a long time. So you just have to like come to terms with the fact that you need items that are perfect <laughs> and and then we just carry on from there. Um, I will cut corners anywhere that I can. So if I have sourced things online in that website or uh, that resale platform or that seller already had measurements ready to go, I'm using their measurements. I'm using whatever that they can give me. And I'm going to copy paste and make it a little bit like my own. But I'm cheating. I, I am. I mean, I'm. this is... You can say you, you don't do this if you want, but we've all done it at some point in time. Um, I have bought things from other sellers because they were clearing out their closet and I have flat out told them, can I use your descriptions and your photos so I don't have to do anything? Nine times out of 10, they say yes. Um, if I can do that, and I've done it for friends who have bought things off of me, use my listings. I don't care. Use all my listings. 
copy all the photos, copy the description, do whatever you want with it. Um, it's helping someone out, number one. <laughs> and number two, it's so freeing as someone who buys, sometimes buys certain items in people's closets because they're going out of business or whatever it is. Um, it is just such a freeing feeling to not have to do anything but put that stuff in a tote and call it a day because let's face it, photographing takes a lot of time. Listing takes time. Uh, putting things in inventory takes time. Uh, doing your bookkeeping takes time. Sourcing the items takes time. Everything takes time. And at some point, you got to just give a little and say, okay, what are some things that I can let go of? Or what are some things that can be a little more lenient on? Um, I I do not measure anything. Not a single thing, unless it's vintage, which I never really pick up. Or it's like a home item, which again, I don't really pick up. So those are like my two exceptions. Uh, I, I don't measure. If something doesn't have a size tag, it's not coming home with me. If something is super wrinkly, I don't care what it is. It's not coming home with me because I'm not going to touch it. Uh, it could be a designer brand and it's got a small hole. I'm not bringing it home with me because it's going to sit on a rack. Prime example, I have a St. John's blazer. It is amazing. It looks like a Veronica Beard blazer. I have not touched it since I purchased it in September of 2023 because it requires me to mend a few things. Now, I could just list it as is, but this piece is just way too special for me to just list as is. So I need to make time between now and the end of February to fix it uh, so it can be listed <laughs> and not be sitting on my rack anymore. Uh, but I know myself and I won't do that. Uh, I also will not refuse, hate doing this, uh, when people send me messages about measurements, unless it's a piece that like, I'm selling for, I don't know, two, three, four hundred dollars, I'm not measuring it. I'm sorry. I know it sounds awful as a business owner and as someone who has a resale business, who should do wonderful at customer service because she was in customer service for 15 years. Uh, I just do not have the mental capacity where I am right now in life to do that. So does that hurt my sales? Mm, I'm going to say no, only because I don't really get measurement questions. And I think it has to do with the brands that I sell. I sell very modern clothing. Now, if you don't sell modern and you're selling vintage, different story, you have to measure, right? That is not a step that you can take out of your process. But I don't think a lot of us resellers really talk about what we don't do that we're quote unquote supposed to do, right? We're supposed to steam everything. We're supposed to, you know, sanitize everything. We're supposed to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, I, guilty. I don't do it all unless I absolutely have to. Um, I also don't always inventory things as soon as I walk in the door. I wish I did, but I don't. I also don't put everything away in inventory right away. It sometimes sits, and sometimes it sits for a long time until finally I have to get my butt in gear and I need to make sure that I'm up to date and everything. Uh, I would love to say that I still do my bookkeeping every week. I don't. I do about once a month now. But because of the tool that I use, which is my reseller genie, I can do that because it's keeping up with the things that I'm not keeping up with. Um, so that's a perk, right? So, and I think if you can outsource some of this stuff, 
that's great. But if you're newer to the reselling world, outsourcing is not something that you should be looking at right now. Like you need to define what your processes are. You need to have a process. Don't get me wrong. You need to have a system and a process. But as you go further along in your business, you will realize what is essential and necessary for you to do and what is okay for you to pull back on and not put so much stress and pressure on yourself. It's easier said than done, but you will get there. It will take time, but you will get there. The third thing and the last thing we're going to talk about this week and then next week we'll go into another set of things that um, of, I guess, reseller truths, I guess is what we can call it. Uh, the third thing is sometimes we just don't care. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? Um, I mean, sometimes we just don't care what everyone else is doing. Sometimes we just don't care what the latest and hottest, greatest, best thing is. Uh, sometimes we don't care what's going on in the reseller community on Instagram. Sometimes we don't care about uh, what a case that was opened. I can say nine times out of ten, I never care about a case that's opened. I never even look at it. Um, now, I am only on Poshmark right now. I am not on eBay, so very different. If you are selling on eBay, you have to look at your cases. But on Poshmark, as of right now, they take care of everything. I don't care. I don't care what that case says. It doesn't matter what I say anyway. Poshmark is going to side however they're going to side. And at the end of the day, if the item comes back, it comes back and I sell it again. Um, I don't care what people think about my social media. I don't care if I'm not putting out content. I don't care if people don't like the way I do things. I don't care if people don't like my business model. There are a lot of things I don't care about. <laughs> and I can say that now, six years in, Go back to when I first started. I cared so much. I cared so much about every little thing. I cared about the content I put out. I cared about the people I associated with. I cared about, you know, what was happening. What did I need to know? Did I miss something? Listen, none of that stuff matters. None of that stuff is going to make you more successful in your business. Nothing is going to catapult you in any sort, sort um, sorry, any sort of way by being involved in all of that. It's just not. What is going to help your business is you staying out of that and staying out of the noise and focusing on what it is that you want to do, what you want your business to grow at, and how you're going to get there. And the only way you're going to do that is if you exclude all of that stuff out and focus on what your business is doing. So that means looking at your numbers, diving into your data. What does your inventory system look like? What inventory has been sitting for such a long time? Do you need to create a better space so that you're not so cluttered? Uh, is the clutter getting to you? And now you're not able to produce the way you once were. There are so many other little important things that the internet just cannot give us. <laughs> Can you get inspiration Absolutely. But I think we are just a society that's so focused on the reels and the TikToks and all that stuff that we lose sight of what it is that we actually do with, need to do with ourselves and our business and get so caught up in what everyone else is involved in. I think if you're starting to see, if you've been doing this for a while and you're starting to see yourself, um, I don't want to say on the decline, but like 
not doing as well as you were before. Things are not the same. Uh, and you're not quite sure why you've got to pump the brakes, take a step back and go back to the basics. And if you're brand new and you are like head first into understanding the community and everything, I think it's okay. I think it's safe for you to gather all that information to an extent, but then take that information and create a checklist or create, um, a pros and cons, some type of journaling where you can see what fits in with what you want to do in your business and then what other people are doing and how they've become successful doing it. I think it can be helpful to to help you formulate a guide for yourself. I don't think it's necessary, but we all did it at one point. And if that's the way that you learn because you're more of a visual auditory learner, then do that. If you're more of the learner that needs to dive into things, and uh, and maybe that's numbers, figure out whatever method it is that you're going to use for that and do it. Spend the time doing that. Don't worry about going out and sourcing. Don't, don't worry about what's out there. It doesn't matter if that reseller who lives near you found a bunch of really great stuff. It really doesn't matter, especially if your business is not producing the way that it needs to. So the biggest lesson that I learned, as I said, when I first started talking about number three is the, I don't care. Um, and it sounds, it sounds bad, right? Like I don't care. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. It's more than that. It's the, I need to just pay more attention to myself and the things that I need and do more self-reflection than looking outwards to get approval maybe or satisfaction of knowing that other people in the same are in the same boat as me. And I know it's helpful to see that other people are struggling as well, but it's not going to change your situation. It's not going to make things better unless you're being proactive and having conversations with those people and actively finding ways to improve. Now, if that's what you're doing, fantastic, keep doing that. But if you're just looking to a group of people and then kind of sitting at that low point that whole time and not not producing or not finding a way to get out of that or to get better or to find a new plan, then you have to really think about it and and get a better, I guess, scope of why is it that you feel like you need to do this the way that you're doing it and not pull away a little bit and really focus on yourself and your business. So those are my top three things. Next week, we'll come back with another three things that resellers don't really like to talk about, at least in the social media space. Um, as much or on YouTube and kind of bring out these truths little by little. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode with Jamie that this season's really going to be around um, mental health and focusing on ourselves and improving our businesses, improving our processes, getting better at what we do and finding the best way to do it for ourselves. Um, not that we want a dog on anyone or say that social media is not the not the way to get this content or to find the resources that you need because it can be very helpful but i think so many of us have just been stuck in a rut over the last few years and we're coming out of it little by little and finding that we're a little lost so we want to help all of those out there whether they're new whether they're veterans whether they're somewhere in between 
and have these open and honest conversations and be a little vulnerable because it's hard to talk about this stuff. It's hard to be honest <laughs> about things that we aren't good at or things that we don't do like everyone else. Um, and people may judge and that's okay. They're allowed to judge, but that's the space that we're in right now. <laughs> um, I hope you guys found these top three things that I shared about helpful. I hope it resonated with some of you. And if you have an additional top three things or comments off of what I said, make sure to leave it in our Instagram post. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Bye.